Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. This is The Price Point. We are glad to be back. It's been about a month since we've put out anything. Thank you for being patient in between our um, our episodes. We have, uh, between Nate and my schedules, just been swamped. Uh, in the meantime, we haven't been recording, but we have gotten uh, you know some, some guests lined up for us here in the next few weeks. So uh, stay m- more patient for that. Uh, we got a good one today. Uh, there's been a lot going on in the time that we've been away. So uh, thank you again for being patient. We're excited to be back on uh, on here, um, and uh, we'll kind of just get right into it. Today we're going to just chat a little bit. Uh, like I said, a lot going on. NBA free agency just passed. We've got a training camp for the NFL just starting. We've got a lot going on with Major League Baseball. We're post-All-Star break now, so we're kind of getting um, you know a good look at what the playoffs are going to look like in the American League and the National League. So we're going to, um, you know, touch a little bit on that all and then just kind of tell you what is to come on the price point in, uh, in the coming months as we uh, um, get more and more experience under our belt and, um, you know, get more and more guests on the horizon for you to tune into and get to know really um, through those interviews that we do. So, again, thank you for being patient. We're uh, going to get right into it. I've got a good friend, Dante Roberts, on with us. Big NBA guy. Um, we won't. We won't tell you who's who he's a fan of. You'll <laughs> you'll uh, you'll hear it. Uh, we can mutually agree on this. Unlike freaking Nate over here, um, wearing his like 2006 Baron Davis hat. <laughs> so uh, no, he's got an NBA championships 2015 hat. But we've got to give it to him. He's a he's a loyal Bay Area fan in every every sport. But Dante here, um, big Nuggets fan. So we get along. We um, you know been to some some games and, and had a lot of conversations uh, that have been based around the Denver Nuggets. So, Dante, welcome on. How, how are you tonight? I am fantastic. Good. Um, thanks for having me. I'm probably your least um, exciting guest you've had on, but. No, we've had, we've had, <laughs> no, we've, uh, I mean, we've had to turn away some. So, uh, for you to be able to be on here, um, you know, don't sell yourself short. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to say you're the best, but you're not the, here. Okay. By, <laughs> Thanks. You're not, yeah, no problem. Thanks. No problem. <laughs> We've actually had Nate Nate Chu as graced us uh, as our special guest before. So wow, that's so he set the bar pretty high there. Yeah. So um, desperate. Yeah. On with his Golden State gear on. So so let's let's. <laughs> you're a Nuggets guy. Um, yes. I'm a Nuggets fan. I mean, yes. since I moved here five years ago, I started following them. I'm a Knicks fan who likes the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. Um, so we can uh, we can talk a little Nuggets. We'll just jump right in and. What did you think about the the free agency with them? They they made a, a big trade that was kind of an under the radar trade that, um, you know, Woj spoke on a little bit. People that really know the Nuggets inside out, like yourself, um, you know, you can really kind of touch on what the Jeremy Grant trade looks like and how you think that uh, fits. And then the Millsap extension as yeah. well. Um, what does it look like for the Nuggets in 2019, 2020? Yeah, you know, uh, you would – you wanted to be interested in this free agency and mm-hmm. we didn't know what the Nuggets could do financially. Uh, we knew that if they didn't extend Millsap, um, it'd probably be hard to fill his shoes with somebody else with the limited cap space. So the Millsap extension, um, you know, for 30 million, it seems like a lot, but he's very important to the team. So we needed him. Um, so I'm okay with the extension. He's a great leader. Um, he's going to be fantastic with the team. One year left, we can always restructure next year, a cap-friendly deal. Um, But we'll talk about Jeremy Grant, who's basically his replacement Mm -hmm. for the future. Um, So 
the trade for Jeremy Grant, uh, I really think it put the Nuggets up there in the top three. Okay. Um, in the West or overall? Uh, I think overall. Nice. Uh, even in the West, I mean, they're top two. Um, I put the Clippers possibly number one. Um you know, the Lakers will be up there with LeBron and AD, but I think the Nuggets are right there. Mm-hmm. And really, I thought that before the Jeremy Grant trade, um, I think with Jeremy Grant, um, the way he can defend multiple positions, um, he can defend, you know, kind of the, um, we call them the kind of the, polit- the po- positionless yeah. kind of positions, like yeah. LeBron. You know, he's 6'8 and can play really in Can bring position. the ball up the court whenever he wants. Yeah, can do all those things. You know, the Giannis, the Kawhis, those sort of things. He can guard those players. And that's something Denver was missing last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, really, I think he adds a dimension to the Nuggets that, you know, we really haven't had. And he is going to be the future four yeah. for the Nuggets. So, I think it was pretty important to make this trade. Um, OKC was, you know, they're rebuilding now. Mm-hmm. Um you know, if they didn't trade Paul George, Jeremy Grant would have never been available. Yeah, so it I agree. was perfect for the Nuggets to take. Yeah, take that chance. So. I like the trade a lot too. I think uh, for the price they paid, they got um, a lot of upside. So it was a yeah. low risk, high reward kind of trade for them, I believe. And really, I think that the Thunder, um, you know, gained. I mean, they've got a stockpile of, of draft picks, and we'll we'll touch on that in a little bit. But back to the Nuggets. I mean, everybody's. We watched the draft. Um, we went out and watched the draft. Um, gosh, it was already been a month, yeah, um, a crazy. month and a half since the draft. But um, you know what? Sitting there watching, you know, everybody pick and and not hearing the Nuggets name for a couple rounds. Yeah. Um, you know, they slid up and and got um, Bol Bol. Yes. Um, but what nobody's talking about is if Michael Porter Jr., which he is going to be healthy, hopefully, fingers crossed. Yeah. I know he's set out most of uh, summer league if not all Mm -hmm. but um it so if if this is my opinion and you can argue this with me Mm -hmm. if if you want to or you can agree with me if you want but after zion williamson if he was a draft pick last year i think michael porter jr was the second best player in this year's draft even though he was drafted a year before and i say that because he missed all of last year obviously with the back injury after playing uh, just a few games at mizzou uh as a college athlete but um, if so, really, they did get a they did get a first round draft pick out of Michael Porter Jr., who's going to be hopefully healthy for the season. So, what what are your expectations um, for him? What do you think uh, about what I just said? Do you agree? Disagree? Um, I think. Um, and again, we talked on draft night. It was a lot deeper of a draft than people gave it credit for. Mm-hmm. A lot of good names in that second and third round. Um, but I, I really believe that Michael Porter Jr. is probably the second best player that would have come out of that draft. Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, even leading up, like when you think of last year when that draft was happening, leading up to the draft, he was still being talked being number two to Sacramento, even number one in mm-hmm. the draft. So um, if it wasn't for, you know, the random kind of medical that came out, you know, during that – he sat out for that last couple workouts that he could have had before the draft. And then the medical came out, um, you know, if that doesn't happen – He's a top three pick Absolutely. In, that, in that draft, and he would have been probably number two in this in this draft as well. So um, he is a special talent. Um, he can bring a dynamic to the Nuggets that that really they don't have. Like they do have. I mean, Jokic. You think of him as you know this superstar, 
a big man, and you think of Jamal Murray, he's a little bit smaller than the guard, but um, Michael Porter Jr. kind of fits this new NBA. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, 6'8 plus guys. I mean, he's 6'11. Yeah. But, you know, 6'8 plus that can handle, that can shoot. You think of him kind of like as a KD yeah. in a lot of ways. So, um, a very talented player. Um, you know, you worry about the injuries. His family's had a lot of injuries. Um, his mom, I think she had a few ACL injuries. His brother is recovering from a torn ACL. Um, so in the family history, the injuries are there. So yeah. you hope that he can stay healthy. Um, but he brings a dynamic to the Nuggets that is they can take even a further step yeah. um, already. And, yeah. and we're already projecting them to be good without him. Yeah. If they add him to the lineup and he can be a starting three or a backup three, even yeah. 15, 20 minutes a game, he can really add something to the Nuggets. So I, it's I agree, and I think uh, I think Malone, if he's smart, he'll kind of ease him into his full amount of minutes he'll play. I think you're right. 15, 20 minutes is what we can expect from Porter, um, you know, early on, if not maybe a minute or two either way yeah. um, on the shorter or plus side. But um, really, really quick about Jeremy Grant. You had talked about, um, you know, they brought him in to replace Millsap eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, Millsap is that leader. He had a great year last year. I don't think they would have been where they were without him. Yep. And so I think that, um, you know, I think uh, the re-signing of him was was critical. Yep. Um, and it almost reminds me, and this is a, a little bit far-fetched. We're going to touch on, on football here. But when the Packers drafted Aaron Rodgers, yeah. an understudy of Brett Favre, exactly. it's a perfect guy for Jeremy Grant to really learn under. Yes. Um, and then they say, okay, you did your job, go retire or whatever you want to do. Yeah. Thank you for getting him ready. And I think that's kind of the situation we are, are kind of seeing unfolding right right under um, right under us right now. So I love the trade. I think it's great. Like you said, without with or without Porter, um, you know, Nuggets are, are going to be a team to watch. Yeah. Another team to watch that I think that you had touched on um, are the Los Angeles Clippers. They got a guy. Yeah. They got <laughs> they the claw. Got- <laughs> they did. They got the claw. It, wow. it was a um, a long and drawn out process, it which was. I didn't mind. I don't think it was anything to do with ego. I just think if he knew, um, I, I don't, you know, if he knew and didn't tell anybody, he doesn't owe anybody that. Yeah, really, he doesn't. Right? Like yeah. people are saying, oh, he, he owes us. And no, he doesn't. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. It, as long as he goes and he gets ready and, and you know, is on your team for camp. That I mean, you don't need to know before that. Yes. If he's not ready, he's not ready. Yeah, exactly. You know, so he was getting a lot of flack. I I like Kawhi. Mm-hmm. I always have out of San Diego State, and um, you know, I I, I would have liked him to stay in the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Exactly. Now he's coming over, and we can Nate can agree with this too. I mean, he makes the West that much scarier now instead of a, a three or four team race. Mm-hmm. Now with the parity we have in the in the Western Conference, especially. Like you said, you, they Nuggets could be a one, they could be a six. Yeah. Just because – and the Warriors are that same way. I mean, you can't ever say a team led by Steph Curry not to put them in the top six or seven yeah, teams. In the, exactly. I've seen guys predict them out of the playoffs. It's like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> yeah. So the Kawhi to L.A. thing is, is huge. It kind of just um, – you know, it, it shifts a lot, um, you know, and, and – there's not a, a, a for sure bet like there has been maybe in the ca- past couple seasons. Yeah, this was, you know, I think in the age of Twitter, what I love is that free agency, especially with the a- NBA, mm-hmm. 
it's so exciting. Yeah. And this free agency was absolutely nuts. Um, you know, you had KD <laughs> going to Brooklyn. Yeah, well, you that's, had, yeah. <laughs> you had uh, Irving <laughs> going is shaking his head Brooklyn. right now. It's still a uh, it's still a sore spot for him. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but I think the most shocking out of all of it, and there was a lot of shocking signings, um, mm. but the most shocking was. Kawhi to the Clippers because throughout the whole process, Clippers were probably in there throughout the season. Um, you know, we heard the rumors about them, but when free agency started, all we heard was Raptors and Lakers. Mm -hmm. Like that's all we heard yep. the whole time. And everybody was reporting like, Hey, he's going back to the Raptors. Oh wait, he's going to join LeBron and AD. And that's all we heard. Yeah. And, and I even remember, I think the day before he actually signed with the Clippers that morning, I was watching uh, sports center and they were saying that the Clippers were out of it. Like, yeah. literally, they were I not saw, even yeah. in there. And it was just those two. So yeah. so seeing – so that night, I, d I remember this because I was watching Summer League, already bummed that Michael Porter Jr. was not playing in Summer League. Mm -hmm. And then the Nuggets that night, the power went out at <laughs> Summer League, and they didn't even get to play a game. So I'm sitting there watching TV, and I go to bed. And then my phone's blowing up. And then this was like 11 o'clock, 11.30, midnight. Phone's blowing up. And all of a sudden, I'm just sitting there, and I look at my phone, and it's just like, Kawhi signing with the Clippers, yeah. which is crazy. Yeah. You and then Paul George gets traded from OKC to the Clippers, which just blew my mind. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it was probably uh, – I can't think of a – you know, I think of LeBron when he went to the Heat. It was shocking, but it was almost kind of you knew he was going to change teams at that point. Yeah. This was probably the most shocking I've ever mm -hmm. been a part of in, in NBA free agency. Yeah. And you bring up a good point with the, with the social media stuff. And this is a, a conversation we could have, um, you know, for the next few hours just straight. But um, somebody, and I can't remember, it might have been you, but I've talked uh, free agency to a lot of people lately. Um, you know, whether it's just sitting around the office or whatever on break or whatever it is and um, kind of getting into this conversation. But and it might have been you on, on draft night. I can't exactly remember, but people are are saying how they hate these super teams and mm -hmm. all this stuff. But really, there's always been super teams. Yeah, always been. But now and you brought up the social media thing. I think that that makes it where these super teams are so easy to hate if yeah. you're not a follower of that team. So like exactly. if, if you're not a warrior fan, you hate them. Yes. And, and it's like the Yankees in baseball, they've always been viewed as the super team. Yes, like exactly. you either love them or you hate them. And now um, what Kawhi and Paul George did, and I know um, Paul George didn't force to be traded, but you know, he was pumped about going to LA oh. and you know, they had to have been talking Yes, to, to be able to, when AD and LeBron, who I, I can't stand the Lakers, so this made me kind of happy. <laughs> yeah. But when they were like, yeah, we're gonna, I'm going to come there, I'm going to come there, whether he was telling them that or not, that was what the news was, um, for them to say, no, I'm not. I'm going to go to the Clippers. Don't go to Clippers, The yeah. little stepbrother of the Lakers, exactly. second favorite team in the city. Yes. Um, and it, it's kind of like, and we've talked, you know, pro wrestling on this show a, a couple times, but it's kind of like this – this faction like the NWO back in the day, mm -hmm. um, you know, when you had all these guys and then you had um, a couple step away and say, no, screw you. We're going to start our own, Yeah, you know, and we're going to, so we're like the anti heel of the WWE. We're the anti bad guy. Um, we're now in essence a good guy. <laughs> yeah. And so I think now there will be more Clipper fans just because 
people want to hate the Lakers. Exactly. And I, I think that this is going to be um, – I mean, it makes every game of the season, that late game on TNT, which is usually obviously the Western Conference, mm-hmm. a must-watch basketball game. It is. And, you know, this is the first time uh, we haven't had – I would say a super team. I think the Clippers are up there as far as as close to a super team. But usually we think of three stars absolutely for an NBA squad. Yep. And now it's like around the league, there's two players, two really good players yeah. on almost every squad. Yeah. Um, so and that's such a good thing for the NBA. It is. It is. It's such a good thing. And you know the Clippers kind of move up into. I mean, you saw what we all saw what Kawhi did with the Raptors this past year. Paul George was an MVP candidate mm-hmm. throughout most of the season before he had that quad injury. And, you know, the Clippers are going to be right there. Um, but also it makes the NBA more exciting because there's not a favorite. Mm-hmm. You know, you could say the Clippers. You can even say the Lakers with AD if you want to. You can really vouch for three or four teams in the NBA to win the title. And so this is going to be a great season for the NBA, yeah. um, especially at the top, but even at the bottom, even if you have a team like you think of the Pelicans, like they're going to be competitive. Yeah. You've got Zion, and they're, it's exciting to watch. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a great time for the NBA, and it's perfect with the talent they keep getting in every single year. So every team, you can watch anybody any given night and yeah. find somebody that you enjoy watching. Um, but also the the race for the West is going to be very exciting. And mm-hmm. watching the two L.A. teams battle for the first time, I mean, I can't remember when both L.A. teams could win the West. Yeah. Like, you think of both of them being at top of their game. It's been a long time since we've seen that. It has. And, I, and, and L.A., I think other than Madison Square Garden in New York City, I think people think of L.A. as the mecca of basketball, yeah. um, at least in this league. Mm-hmm. And so to have that happen um, – where last year, you know, the Lakers-Clippers game on TNT at 8.30 at night here in, in the mountain yeah. time was like, I can I can watch <laughs> yeah, maybe okay. maybe the first quarter. Now yeah. I'm going to stay up till freaking yes. 11 o'clock watching the stupid Lakers play. <laughs> exactly. Play the Clippers because, like we said, it's it's a must-watch game. Must even, if watch. it's, even if it's game five of the season and both teams are three and one going in, it's like, oh, my gosh, what a big game this yeah, is. And it, watch it. it's it's good. And and. Um, you know, we'll, we'll talk about the Eastern Conference a little bit. There's not a ton to say. I mean, uh, the lowly Knicks, what a shit show that was. But, um, you yes. know, but, you know, the, <laughs> even in the even in the East, I think, got more competitive. I think I think Milwaukee's by far the best team in the East now. Yeah. Um, but with some of these movements, I, I think the Nets, Brooklyn's going to be obviously right there, even without KD. They were mm-hmm. a playoff team this year. Yep. Um, and I can't remember who they took to six. Oh, Philly. No. They took to six or seven games in the first round. And so now you bring in these guys like Kyrie and, and, and Durant. Yes. And they're not getting – people aren't really talking about them yet. It's like, are you crazy? Yeah. And and they're kind of like the Warriors now, the West, where, yeah, Clay Thompson's out, but you can't rule out a team that has Kyrie, um, you know, on a, on a team that is returning – you know, a, a playoff team returning uh, this season. So yes. um, even teams like that, I think, are, are teams to watch out for. It's it's going to be a, a good season. I can't wait to see, uh, you know, to what happens and tip-offs coming. Yeah, I, I mean, we're in late July. We're a couple months away. July, and we're just ready for it. I mean, you think of even Kemba going to Boston. To Boston. Great to move. The Celtics. That's a great move. For both the, him for and both. the team. Yes, they both need it. And, I, you know, I really, if you think about it, it's like, 
what Kemba's really good. He's mm-hmm. a really good player. He's been on a bad Hornets team for a long time. Um, but if he's replacing the Kyrie of last year, Kyrie of last year wasn't – I mean, he was decent, but just what he did to the environment of the Celtics – He was a cancer. He was a cancer. And so this is technically an upgrade. Yes, they lost Al Horford. He went to Philadelphia. Philadelphia is going to be better. Yeah, true. Um, you know, but there's a lot of good team. The East definitely got better, it and it, it got competitive. And you know, you take Kawhi out of the East, he goes to West. But you know, there's going to be some good teams in the East at the top, and and that's going to be exciting as well. Yeah, so. it will. And I think uh, even though the Knicks didn't get Durant, I still think he. Uh, and we're and we're talking about you know Dolan here. Um, <laughs> if he doesn't get murdered before the season starts, I think people will see. Okay, maybe he does have Probably. some sort of a plan. <laughs> and I, I feel, and you're yes, you're a Knicks fan. I it was a very brutal off season for the Knicks. Yes. Uh, I mean, you go from thinking you're pairing Kyrie and KD with Zion to <laughs> to not losing the- any of them. <laughs> To really losing the lottery at first. Yeah. Hey, we got Julius Randle, so watch <laughs> your mouth. You got Julius Randle. Alfred Payton. Alfred Payton, Portis. I mean. Bobby Portis. Bobby Portis. Like, I, I feel for you as a Knicks fan yeah. because to have that much hope and potential, like, sitting there and then to lose the lottery and to strike out on Kyrie and Katie and to know that it was – so what I've heard – you know, KD to New York Knicks was fairly close. Very close. Um, but Kyrie kind of swayed him because he really wanted to go to the Nets. So yeah. that, that kind of swayed that, yeah. that there. So, I mean, things could have been better for the Knicks, but obviously a very tough offseason. But I think Dolan um, will have to be removed going forward. He will. Yeah. He will. They'll run him out of town. And my thought, too, though, is, is – I don't want players in New York that don't want to play in New York. Yeah. So if Kyrie wants to go play in Brooklyn, I don't want another Boston Celtics Kyrie situation. Exactly. So it's like, let's get kids in here that want to play. And it is. It's a bunch of kids, 19, 20, 21 year old players right Mm -hmm. now who are going to be uh, hopefully, um, you know, the face of the Knicks for the, for the next, you know, 10, 15 years. But um, I mean, they had to get younger. They were always tied up in the Carmelo contract. Um, you know, they were always tied up in the Tyson Chandler contracts where it's like you can't grow this team if you're paying 55-year-olds to <laughs> yeah. to get people's butts in the seats at the Garden. They're going to come anyway. Yes. You know, eight and 74 Knicks teams will sell out the Garden because it is the mecca of basketball. So, um, I mean, I think you'll see a lot more – Not, I can't say a lot more uh, more wins for them, but I, I do see an improvement on last year's total. Um, yeah. But time will tell, uh, you know, as we – get a little bit inch a little bit closer to um you know tip off of the 2019-2020 NBA season so um and since we're in late summer that means you know training camps here today and and you are a I'm here with a Raider fan and a Niner fan oh Oh, yes Bay Area representing yeah and they hate each other but right now they love each other because you know they're oh Bay Area I'm trying not to say baby well yeah He's obviously wearing a Golden State hat. That was his first 
mistake and yeah. then being a 49ers fan that was second mistake so. yeah and then eating all the sliders when we had wrestlemania we had a wrestlemania party. night and sliders taryn made some great sliders here and uh, they were all gone before we could even eat them so how would we know they were great we didn't get a freaking <laughs> we test didn't even them. get to look at them we didn't yeah. even know sliders were on the menu i know gosh <laughs> he ate them before they were even put out that is he a went typical right the, warriors fan it they really just is think they own everything i know and can do whatever they want i so. know that's okay <laughs> And now that the Giants are playing good baseball, he's going to start talking shit about oh everybody else's. Oh, my God. But, you know, that's just that's just chew. We love yeah. him, though. He's a good man. Very good man. He's a good man, even though he tries to put on a facade that he's not. Yeah. He cares about people. He cares about people. <laughs> he's he's just shaking his head no <laughs> like he doesn't. <laughs> no, like, but. I don't um, like people. With, with uh, you know, with. Training camp starting. Yes. Um, your boy A.B. Antonio Brown oh, showing up yes. on a hot air balloon like he's, you know, f- freaking out of yes. You know, eighty. What is it? What's that movie and book called? Eighty Days Around the World. <laughs> like uh, yes. <laughs> or Mary Poppins. Mary he's coming Poppins. down in a hot air balloon, <laughs> and then we see Jalen Ramsey show up in an armored truck. And you know what that does though? It gets people talking. It, it gets does. people talking about football. Um, and you know, and in the middle of baseball season, we don't have a lot of other sports going on right now. It's a kind of a dull time. So if that doesn't happen, we may not even be talking, uh, NFL training camp right now, but because of those two entrances, it's getting us ready. We got hard knocks coming, which, which features your Oakland Raiders, uh, uh, soon to be Las Vegas Raiders, which we're definitely going to go to a game or two there. Definitely. Um, what do you think of your Raiders and give us a quick, um, you know, quick, Boy. Very, very early Super Bowl prediction. Oh, Super Bowl prediction. Yeah, very early. I'm putting you on the spot. Okay. Well, I'll And talk you can be a homer if you want. I'll you talk about <laughs> I wish I could. Um, Niners Raiders. Niners Raiders. <laughs> I'm trying to return on the podcast, so maybe yeah. if I say that, that would give me Yeah, you on. may want to <laughs> You cracked. may want to name the Nate Niners. Um, so, obviously... AB just rolling in on a hot air balloon uh, was fantastic uh, to me as a Raiders fan. I love it. And it's kind of one of those things like I, I think of this with Russell Westbrook. Uh, I'll go b- quickly back to the NBA. But like I do not like Russell Westbrook. But if he was on my team, I would love him. And we didn't even mention the Rockets. <laughs> yeah, we, oh, we didn't even <laughs> mention Harden or the Rockets. I mean, there's so much parody there's now. It's so hard much. to cover every team. Literally, you would have to go through every single team. They're going to score 140 a game. <laughs> yes, they're going to give up 144, but they're going to score 140. They are. Uh, they, yes, they are. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, now that we touched on the Rockets, you may yeah, transition back. We touched on back. the Rockets. That's fine. Um, but, you know, Antonio Brown's like that. He is somebody that when he's on your team, he's a great receiver. He's one of the top receivers. Um, you love him. And, like, all these things he's doing, like when he was doing them with the Steelers and he was, like, leaving practice early and he threw a ball at Ben Roethlisberger or whatever the story <laughs> was, like from the outside you're like, okay, that's crazy. Right when we traded for him, I was all in. Yeah. You know, as a fan, I'm all in. I'm trying to look to buy his jersey. I'm all in. So I think it's fantastic. I love these things. You know, as long as the season goes well, it will not be a distraction. Everything's a distraction when you start losing. So it's like if the Raiders are fine, they're good, and Antonio Brown's happy, everything's going to be great. 
we won't be annoyed of him. Now, if the Raiders start losing and they have a losing record and he starts not going to practice or mm-hmm. arguing arguing with John Gruden or saying shots to Derek Carr, that's different. But right now, I love it. Correct, because that hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened yet. We're Until still, he's it going happens. In, he's yeah. smiling. He's on a air, hot air balloon. He's coming in. It's fantastic. So w- one thing, though, uh, the Raiders have one of the hardest schedules I have ever seen in my life. Um they do not play a home game. I could be wrong by this. I might have to look this up. But literally from like September 15th or the September 4th to almost like December 5th, they don't have a home game. The one home game in there is in London because technically they're the home team. But they're away for almost two months. Um I'll have to verify, but it's it's a ridiculous. I know that it's a long time because rid- we've looked that up before. Yes. I don't know if it's you know two whole months, but it is an ungodly amount of time away from ridiculous. from the black hole they call it. So really, our schedule's super hard. Um, the AFC West is tough. Mm-hmm. Um, Chargers, nobody's Chargers talking about. Or always good. Philip Rivers always has them good. Now, if Melvin Gordon holds out, well, that will help. Um, the Chiefs are oh. the best team in the division. And the Broncos, you just don't know. Correct. They're just, they could be super bad this year. They could They be have an decent. experienced quarterback coming now, Yeah, which they didn't have um, really. They got Joe Flacco, who's older than God, but yeah. he, he <laughs> has won a Super Bowl. <laughs> yes. And speaking of um, – Speaking of the Raiders, with, with remember the WWJD bracelets that were <laughs> yeah. like the fat? They should have like what would WWADD? <laughs> what would Al Davis do? What would, what Al, would Davis? Al Davis think about the Antonio Brown? Oh, he would have been all about that. I agree. Uh, but he the the problem with Al Davis, if it was the late Al Davis. Um, he so he was tra- a little senile. He was a little senile, and we traded a third and fifth this year for Antonio Brown. He probably would have traded two firsts <laughs> or something ridiculous for him. They would have accepted the third and fifth. He would have said, "No, by all means, yes, take a couple w- first oh rounds my too." Gosh, it would have been terrible. <laughs> and and like at the time, you'd be like, "Well, it's Antonio Brown." You would have to talk yourself into it, and that's like the problem with the late Al Davis. You had to talk yourself yeah. into these deals that he made. Um, so yeah, we got a steal. For Antonio Brown, third and a fifth this year. But if Al Davis was running the team, it probably would have been the f- first, second, and then a first next year, and it would have hurt. Yeah. He did get you Rich Gannon at one point, though. He did. Rich freaking Gannon. Fantastic yeah. quarterback. Great quarterback. Underrated quarterback. Oh, my God. I that stopped. was a fun team to watch. It was. I <laughs> he still- said, all right. And and that Super Bowl, by the way, they played the Tampa Bay Bucks, I believe, in 2002 against your current coach, John Gruden. John Gruden. So, interesting little tidbit there. Uh, yeah, I try not to think about that. I still remember. We had a Super Bowl f- party for that. So we were youngsters back then. We were youngsters. Then. I was in junior high. Uh, a lot of my family's from California, so I remember we had uh, a Super Bowl party for that. And uh, Kool-Aid and peanut butter oh and jelly sandwiches. Oh, my gosh. Yes, it was. Mm. And uh, we got destroyed. Nate probably showed up and ate them all. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even know we him then, but he know, freaking he ate didn't even know we had peanut butter sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, he heard there were sliders. He's like, hey, you got sliders and peanut butter and jelly sandwich? I'm going to eat them all. He's like, well, see you later. And I'm like, hey, Mom, do we got food for the Super Bowl party? She's oh. like, yeah, some idiot in a Baron Davis jersey just, <laughs> <laughs> just, just took off with him. Just ate them all. Yeah. But. So, yeah, so, uh, yes, the Al Davis, all that Raiders, Antonio Brown, love it. 
Now, I don't know. I want to be a homer and say the Raiders are going to make the playoffs. I feel like they would win at least 10 games. I have just never seen a schedule like this. Mm-hmm. Look and at the Titans schedule. <laughs> I bet Jeez. It's, it's, it's brutal. By the way, well. you're on the Titans schedule. Uh, yes. So <laughs> we're going to have to put a friendly wager on that one. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. We'll no. make it big time. Yeah. But I agree. I think the Raiders have uh, – it's one of those they could go 6-10 and 10 or 11-5. and five. It, Yeah. You know, it's it's one of those weird uh, weird teams, weird dynamics, and weird schedules. That, it is. Um, oh. I mean, you're an injury away, an injury or two away from being contenders or preparing for next year already. Exactly. And it's, you know, it's a tough thing because, you know, obviously we're paying John Gruden a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but we made a lot of moves this offseason. We've definitely improved from last year. But I don't know if everything can click. I, I want them to. I'm very optimistic. I think this team's a playoff team. But like I said, our schedule's hard. We have to go on the road and beat one of the AFC West teams. Yeah, you we have to. We have to go on the road and try to beat the Chiefs. We have to go on the road and try to beat the Chargers. Have to do it at Mile High or in Vesco, whatever it's called now. Um, but we have to do those things. So mm-hmm. I, I think Raiders can be good, and I want them to be good. Our schedule's very difficult, so I'm kind of just right there on both. I can see it both ways. Yeah. So, um, but also my Super Bowl prediction. Oh my gosh, I haven't even thought about this. I had a buddy ask me that today, and I was caught off guard because it's like, gosh, we're in July still. We're in July. But, but oh rosters are gosh. full. I mean, yeah, there will be some cuts. We'll, we'll see that on Hard Knocks, where it's. By the way, hard to watch a guy got cut, get cut on a show like that. Yes. It's like, oh my gosh. Last year we were cheer, we were Taryn and I were like cheering for Devin Kajust to make the Cleveland Browns roster, and when he didn't, it was like thirty minutes of pure silence in the house. So it's almost like watching a drama or like a it is. really sad movie. Yeah. You just kind of get quiet. It's like when uh, yeah, it's like when Old Yeller got rabies and they had to shoot him. <laughs> it's like Devin Kajust had the uh, the old yeller eyes old as yellow, he was dying of a gunshot wound. It yeah, was stu- just sad. Stupid rabies, which I might have now. That's a whole other story. <laughs> yeah. So but, I've always wanted to ask, so I'm going to ask you a question now. Okay. So, like, I'm crazy excited because it's my favorite team watching Hard Knocks. How do you feel watching the Raiders specifically, but really any other team, like mm-hmm. that, that Hard Knocks experience? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it, it – so I can attest last year we watched Browns games because we wanted to see how those guys were playing. Yeah. And it's it's more fun to kind of watch. And fantasy football, you're always in tune to every game anyway. Mm-hmm. But when you watch a show like Hard Knocks in four weeks or five weeks of the show, you're like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. You feel like you know the guys. Yeah. Uh, even if you don't, they wouldn't know who you are from Adam. But still, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, oh, my gosh, I want him to do well. So you you see – uh, even the preseason games, you're looking at box scores, seeing how Baker Mayfield threw the football yes. um, or, or whatever. And so to answer your question, um, you know, I'm pumped it's the Raiders. I think that it's the perfect team this year. They've got yes. a lot of personality. you got a leader in Derek Carr. you got John Gruden, who's the biggest, like, genius but idiot at the same time. <laughs> like, he'll say whatever he wants to and get yeah. away with it. Yes. It's a it's a perfect si- – they remind me of how Alabama football is built. You just mm-hmm. have that tradition. You have the boisterous, well-known coach. Yes. Um, you know, you've got guys, like, they just have fun in the locker room. And I'm not a Bama fan at all, but you've got to respect them. And I, I kind of get that vibe from the Oakland Raiders. And I thought you were going to ask me, um, you know, how 
I like the show Hard Knockers. That is a completely different type of show. I saw that <laughs> yeah. on your DVR, and I'm yeah. just going to leave that alone. But yeah. Hard Knockers. <laughs> He'll probably edit this, but if not, somebody will laugh it's out okay. there. Yeah, it's okay, Hard Knockers. It's okay. It's really cold. Uh, but, um, but yeah, so, I mean, we've got, <laughs> so my, <laughs> my answer to the question my buddy asked, and it was on Facebook, he just posted, Hey, who are your, who are your Super Bowl teams already? Wow. This guy lives, dies and breathes football. Yeah. He's a diehard Eagle fan. Um, but I thought about it a second and one team, nobody named. And this, one of my friends that posted this is from Texas, so all these morons are saying, Cowboys, mm-hmm. Cowboys, Texans. <laughs> I'm like, please stop. Yeah. Every year you say the Cowboys, they're going to win four games this year. <laughs> they're going to win four. But um, my, it made me think. I'm like, uh, okay, I'll go. I'm going to go Bears, Chiefs. Yeah. Bears, Chiefs in wow. the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm going to go Bears. Khalil Mack makes that big of a difference on the well, defensive side did. of the ball. And Trubisky. Is such a good quarterback, and he gets crapped on for no reason at all. They don't have Cody Parkey to miss twenty-three yard chip shot field goals to win playoff games That's now. True. And their their defense is nasty, and they're well coached, they're well disciplined. They mm-hmm. don't get in trouble off the field much. I think the Bears are gonna, if wow. not win it, I think they represent the NFC in the Super Bowl this year. I do. That's a pretty good. That's a pretty good pick. Um, I wish you didn't bring up Khalil Mack. I know. Um, I'm sorry. For obvious reasons. I but, know. Uh, you did. Um, <laughs> but I respect that pick. That's. I mean, I could see that. Um, if I had to choose, um, I still, on the AFC side, until we see Tom Brady oh. totally done, and I hate it. Mm-hmm. I totally hate this. I do not like the Patriots at all. Me neither. But until we see them fall off the face of the earth and have a super bad season, it's hard to count them out. I agree. Um, so if I had to choose, I think I would do – I like your Bears pick a lot. Um, I would either do Patriots-Eagles or Patriots-Bears. Okay. Something in there. I like yeah. that. I would love to be a homer and say, hey, Raiders. <laughs> no, I know. Eagles, and, I, and the same thing. I mean, we, I've got my <laughs> Titans flag right behind your head here. Yes. And it's calling my name to say, hey – you know, why are you not picking us? Yeah. And I feel like I need to hug Marcus Mariota <laughs> and say I'm sorry. Yes. But um, like you said, it's, it's hard not to be a homer here. I want to pick my Titans, but I just uh, I just don't see it. And we'll ask that question again after, yeah. after you know, week three or four of preseason, um, you know, to see if anything changes. Because like I said, you're an injury or two away from this whole thing Definitely. shifting. You could – the Minnesota Vikings are a team that um, – could randomly be the favorites uh, when we talk next about NFL football. So yeah, it's hard to make a, a prediction, but it is fun at the same time. It is really fun to think about, and like I mean, your whole the whole time you're <laughs> watching training camp, or I would say I watch it through Twitter. So I'm <laughs> scrolling through all the beat writers and what mm-hmm. the information is. But the whole time you're watching, you're like, just don't have an injury. Yeah, that's the thing, and, and exactly. an injury can change everything. Yeah. So, so like Corey Coleman today, the Giants are way shorthanded on receivers after OBJ's yeah. gone. Yep. Corey Coleman um, tore his ACL today. So an already depleted, um, you know, wide receiving core on that team is even in worse shape now. So yes. they may be forced to go trade for a guy, for Eli to throw to somebody, and yeah. that could change a whole roster or two. So exactly. it's, it's even guys like Corey Coleman, who isn't a big name anymore, or has ever been really after his college career at Baylor. But, um, you know, I mean, 
one injury like that to a depleted part of that roster could change uh, a lot for teams like maybe Miami or whoever who don't think they have a shot this year who may trade a, a receiver a piece to you know kind of stockpile um, like the Oklahoma City Thunder yep. are doing in basketball. So interesting, interesting thoughts there. Yep. And um, you know I appreciate you you being on and, and kind of sharing your. Um, you know your thoughts. It's it's making me want to sleep until like October. Yeah, at least good. at least late August, like maybe a month. Yeah. And I wake up and it's it's, it's football season oh, coming. Man. Basketball's here. The uh, Major League Baseball playoffs, which we don't even really have time to get into. Um, you know, it's just at the time where we're post All Star break. We're getting close to the end of the season, but not um, not enough yet. I mean, the trade deadlines this week, so it's going to hit full steam soon. But um, you know we're we're at a lull in kind of the sports world. So, um, definitely it is. you know, hockey's coming, football's coming, basketball's coming. And at the time those, those, uh, seasons start baseball playoffs are here and that's probably the best time of year. So oh, a lot greatest. of good things coming in the sports, uh, in the sports world. And, yes. Uh, thank you again for being on. I, you have my vote to return. Nate's sitting there. I don't know what he's thinking. Uh, he's shaking his head. I yeah. shouldn't have said, uh, it was this, have... it was the sliding, the sliders. I talked about the sliders. I talked about his hat. I talked about San Francisco, the Niners. Uh, yeah. I shouldn't have said any of that. I should have known who was running the podcast. Yeah. Um, you know what he's going to do now? He's not going to edit your um, bathroom comment. Bathroom. He's going <laughs> to let the fans just cheer us <laughs> up and spit say, you out. He is. He's <laughs> going to let it happen. Yeah. I'm going to get roasted on Twitter. He's Instagram. like, I'm not going to say no to him, but the fans are. Uh, yes. So I. Uh, yeah, By the way, you, you spoke of beat writers on on Twitter, and I don't mean to you know to pat my own back here or whatever. Oh, Did okay. you see Woody Page tweeted at me? Uh, was it the one you showed me? No. Or was it recently? It was two days ago. Oh, I didn't see that. No. So Woody Page, I reached out to Woody, a quick story for, for everybody to see if we could interview him because you're not going to get interviews like that if you don't try to get interviews Mm -hmm. like that. And you never know who that guy knows who may say, Hey, by the way, Tony Reale, who's on around the horn, um, could do it. Or, um, Hey, I'm good friends with, um, with Colin Cowherd on Mm -hmm. Fox who's my favorite, um, happens to be my favorite. So you never know. You, yeah. you you start to build this web, and the next thing you know, you're interviewing these big-name guys. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to shoot my shot, kind of like when we were in college, back in the clubs, you know, <laughs> trying to shoot your shot. <laughs> uh, but I was shooting my shot in a different way. Like, I'm shooting my shot towards Woody freaking Page now, well, yeah, and not towards a, a 21-year-old and a you know, a tight skirt, and Taryn's going to kill me when she hears me talking about this. That was a long time ago. But anyway, he wrote me back. We had this kind of a long conversation, uh, and he said, hey, I'd love to do it. I can't. ESPN's contract says I can't do podcasts outside of ESPN. Wow. But he was like, my own daughter has a podcast. She hasn't even asked me to do it. And he (laughs) said, so I'm honored that you'd ask me. And anyway, so I tweeted because Around the Horn is still one of my favorite shows, yeah, but it's, it's on show. during work. We can't watch it. I haven't seen it in forever. Yeah. Um, but there was something that said Woody Page. I don't remember if this was fake or not, but that Woody Page would eventually step away. Mm-hmm. And obviously that will happen at some point. But I tweeted at Around the Horn and said, please don't let Woody Page get away. He's like Giannis. Um, who did I say? Connor McDavid. Um, Alex Bregman of the Astros. And um, I can't remember what. Um, 
what football player I said. Oh, Khalil Mack. I oh, Khalil. my gosh. I Look. said he's all four of those guys rolled up, but more valuable. And <laughs> yeah. Tony Reale, the host of yeah. Around the Horn, retweeted it. And Woody follows me, too. So I don't know if he saw Tony's retweet or my initial tweet. Yeah. And he commented on it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is awesome. That's awesome. And so, you know, the more guys like that that can help us out without even knowing. You yeah. never know who we can talk to. Exactly. And so, um, you know, we, we said at the first of the show, we've we've been working on our guest list coming up. And um, I'm not going to, like I've, like I've always done, I'm not going to tell you who those are. But there's some in the works. Um, and don't feel like you're a filler here in between <laughs> big names. Cause I you're think, like, hey, we couldn't get Woody. <laughs> who can we fill in for this week? <laughs> We couldn't we couldn't get one of the Kardashian girls, so we just settled for Dante. Rock. He's not even a friend of ours. He's just some guy we saw walking outside. Our, like, we're like, hey man, what are you doing tonight? Hey, I, can I, we pay you to do an interview with us can real you quick? Just talk. He doesn't even know what basketball is. He just <laughs> randomly was filled with knowledge right before. No, but we we appreciate you being on. Um, you know, it's it it's it's good when we can cover. Like, I'm a baseball guy. Yeah. Um, that's just what I played, you know, forever. I have a passion for all four major sports. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, but Nate has had to rein me in cause we focused and he would admit to this too. Um, just because a lot of my connections and his connections and guys we know are in the baseball world. So mm-hmm. to have a little bit of, um, you know, a, a sidestep really into, um, other sports and a guy that can talk, um, the way you do with us and kind of make these conversations just happen is uh, much needed and appreciated. So good stuff from you, man. Awesome. We'll definitely have you back. And, um, you know, if if you're willing to uh, come back, of course. Well, we'll have you. sliders. We'll yeah, have sliders. Thank you for yeah. having me on. I'm glad I beat out the guy from Hard Knockers. And yeah. <laughs> and the, the, other the guy. There's the only the one guy. guy. The guy. <laughs> and your dog who you're going to interview. So I'm glad I, I got to slip yeah. into that spot and yeah, help that, out. But I really appreciate it. That, inter- is, that interview with Nash will be rough. <laughs> <We'll> be <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. oh, my God. One of my first, like, full conversations with, with Nate, our producer and friend here. Um, I don't, Do you remember this, how it started, where we were just going back and forth on stupid dog memes? Like, <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, we said, if a, um, I can't remember what we said, but it was like, if we have a black dog and a white dog, would the child dog be collared? Stupid little jokes like that. But um, well, thank you guys for having me on. Absolutely, man. Appreciate it. This is a great podcast. You guys do a a wonderful job, and I I feel very honored to be on. So thank you. Absolutely. We're we're gonna have you back here soon. And uh, thanks again, listeners, for for uh, you know staying with us through this. uh, We've had a couple bye weeks uh, here, but. Um, we're back. We're in town. Nate has a couple more, I think, quick road trips coming up. But other than that, um, you know, we're here. We're back in Colorado and ready to, uh, you know, put out some good stuff for you. So um, also what I mentioned on a Facebook or I'm sorry, an Instagram post a week or two ago, we have had some movement towards some merchandise, some um, giveaways and promos and, and, you know, some stuff that we'll sell at, at pretty minimal cost. So be on the lookout for that with our with our sweet logo that was created um you know be on the lookout for some hats maybe t-shirts and stuff like that but um can't wait till next episode which we promise we'll have out in the next couple weeks but again follow us on our social media accounts at the price point one on twitter and price point podcast on instagram check us out tell your friends 
we keep growing because you are spreading the word. So uh, thank you again for listening. We'll be back next time right here on Price Point. Mm-hmm.